It's 8 o'clock. Here we are at MutinyRadio.fm for a very special show tonight. It's the Mutiny Radio DJ Comedians. Yes, here at Mutiny Radio, we have a lot of comedians who have shows. And they aren't necessarily about comedy. They're just about all kinds of wonderful things like the occult or about going insane or about weird sex stuff or about high time story time or maybe just a super cool open mic maybe that's the cool shit they do too all of that stuff is happening here tonight also you know maybe you just want to watch a full-length movie on youtube once a week with mike spiegelman maybe that's the show that you love there are so many great shows here at mutiny radio and so many great comedians who are here to show off their work as comedians uh, we also have some super duper guests tonight we have nikki fucks or fuchs uh man i don't know how to say her name but it's f-u-c-h-s she's from out of town she's gonna be coming later we also have gene feld my very favorite russian because uh he came late to the happy hour so we're gonna start off the night with him if you guys are loving the music right now that's because it's floating goat my favorite band in san francisco look them up and friend them on facebook drummer comedian aaron barrett being not funny just a really good drummer with floating goat in the fills here we're gonna get right back fantastic comedy clubhouse on mutiny radio here please enjoy face melting metal
I'm on stage next to the, uh, this is the, this used to be a, what do they call it? Lost and found. Now it's like a, it's a free box for hippies at this point. There's some fun gifts in here. If you guys want to get your, if anyone needs like a, it doesn't smell funny. Maybe a good gift for your boyfriend. I know it's summertime, but it is San Francisco, so you never know when you're going to need a good uh, scarf. Words are escaping me because I just uh, smoked a bunch of CBD. Anybody love weed? Yeah, all these new different cannabinoids. Wow. You know, I get real high, and I'm like, I'm real talkative, and then I'm like, can't remember words. Ah. Thanks, weed. Yay. They told me when I was little that if I smoked weed, I'd be dumb. And uh, so for a long time, I believed that lie, that terrible, evil lie perpetrated by the weird Christians that I hung out with for years and years. And I said, weed, how terrible. And then I became kind of a pretentious dickbag. So I started smoking weed because I just was no fun to hang out with because I was just so pretentious and thought I was better than everyone else. Yay. And then I smoked weed and got a little perspective. And I'm like, I'm a pile of shit. Yay. I should do stand-up comedy. My parents aren't proud of me. That's cool. Yay. Anyone else's parents not proud of them? Yay! Why do I care? I'm 42. <laughs> I'll probably always care. Uh, but no, I, my mom, I, we haven't talked in many years, but the last time we did talk, we didn't actually talk. She actually texted me for the first time. And she texted me, Jesus is calling you. I was like, no, mom, you've completely misunderstood this. You're texting me. Jesus doesn't exist. What's wrong with you? Like, he does not have any data plan, okay? He can't, like, Holy Spirit is a data plan, you dumb bitch. Like, give me the Holy Spirit in my phone. I got unlimited downloads. I don't even have a smartphone, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm still on, like, analog. It's so good. Uh... I went on a rant today. I don't even know if I can, I can still, you know when you rant about something and you feel like you've purged it and then you're like, maybe I don't need to be mean to autistic people anymore. <laughs> like maybe I, maybe I like got it out of my system and it's okay now and I'm going to be, I'm not racist, but I kind of hate autistic adults. I'm sorry. They're just, they don't listen to you ever and then they don't want to shake hands or make eye contact and, you know, pay attention to you like you're a real person. I like trains too, Okay. I love Muni. We could talk about buses for hours. Sorry, that's autistic children. I'm sorry. I deal with autistic children, and I love it because I'm paid to hang out with them and talk about trains and buses and kinds of things, answer their questions constantly, tell them they're a special snowflake. I love it. I'm a really good nanny. Uh, Here's the thing, guys. Some people think I'm a bad nanny because I'm always smoking pot around the kids uh, constantly. I'm never drunk, all right? I'm never drunk when I nanny, but I am constantly high, and my, my people know this. Uh, so I'm, but I'm not a bad nanny. But here's the thing. If you're having sex on top of a child, you know, and you're getting it from behind, right? Okay, that's not being a bad... It's, it's three-month-old. It can only see, like, 15 inches in front of its face anyway, right? It's like, and I'm keeping eye contact. The, I'm having a good time. The baby's having a good time. Okay, you know, just because the baby's first words are uh uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. It makes me a bad nanny. Okay, I have actually had sex on top of a three-month-old. <laughs> That's a real. It comes from real life. Sorry about that. I feel terrible. Uh, so I also I nanny these two twin six-year-olds and they're darling, right? And they, I like to foster a creative play. Cause I don't like TV. I feel like it's the devil and so they uh, tied me up to a desk chair with yarn 
Uh, and they put masking tape over my mouth. Uh, and then they took a laser pointer uh, to my hand and said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, oh, ow, it hurts. Fostering creative play, right? Being a good nanny. And then they took the laser pointer to my foot. And they were like, oh, I'm freezing your foot. I was like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, my foot. Oh. And then they took the laser pointer to my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? Society has broken my heart. Because you guys are playing a game of your own volition called police state. What did I do? Why am I tied to this desk chair with yarn? And they take their little six-year-old heads and they back, and they come back, you stole a laptop! You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And they looked at me and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. It's like, turn off the TV, too much cops. <laughs> what are these kids learning? How did they know this? I did not teach them the game, police state. They brought this upon me. So I said, let's read some books, kids. Remember those days when we'd sit down and read books? Yeah. So I got out an old classic, Gulliver's Travels. Great book. Kind of getting into it, you know, reading. Get to the part where Gulliver is on the beach and he's being tied up by hundreds of tiny little men. Start getting a little excited, you know, thinking about being tied up by hundreds of tiny little men and maybe four of them like uh, have a little wagon and they have a strawberry and they come and crawl up on my chest and feed me a strawberry maybe. And then maybe like, yeah, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 of them come together, you know, like Cirque du Soleil style and they... Um, okay, I don't know how to make a rape fetish fantasy look cute. <laughs> But it's a Lilliputian gangbang. It's pretty cute. It's like the fucking, it's the cutest. It's kind of the cutest gangbang you can I mean, it's the cute. There's like, ah! <laughs> form of giant dildo, tiny people. <laughs> the other one's like, form up lube, please, someone. I guess if they all spit at the same time, it would be like a pre-lubricated dildo. I don't know if those exist. Has anyone invented that yet? Because that sounds like a really good idea, right? Like a pre-lubricate, like a dildo that you could shoot lube out of. Oh, wait, that's like a dick. That's, sorry. That's like, that's where all the juice comes from. Uh, I feel like all my sexual prowess comes, I have a wonky vagina fin, right? Like I have my labia, one of them is much longer than the other, and the other one is like a Nemo fin, right? It's like a it's like a little roast beef Nemo fin, and I, I do, I feel like that's where I get all my sexual prowess from, is the, the tiny fin. It's good. I love Disney, you know? But Disney is just too sexual. I mean, Little Mermaid. Remember, I had that, I mean, I didn't even realize for years I stared at that Little Mermaid poster in my room, and I didn't see the dick until like I was like 27 or something, and someone was like, you know there's a huge dick on that. Like, Disney put a dick in there. I'm like, Disney's dead, dude. But it, it's true, there's a huge dick. I was staring at dicks where I'm like, wow, undersea castle of dicks. It's good. And then the under grotto thing with all her stuff, and they were clearly dildos. I, how, I mean... How many dildos does a mermaid need, right? <laughs> Treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? How many dildos can you put inside a mermaid vagina? Do mermaids have vaginas? I'm confused. I don't know how to... Has anyone made a parody porn about this yet? Like, 
I need a musical version. <laughs> do people do musical porn? No one does that yet. Oh my God, so many good ideas tonight. No, has, there ever, has there ever been a musical porn? Has that, have you ever seen that? Does, I don't watch porn, so I don't know. I'm just wondering if that exists. Like where they just break out into song? They just, it definitely exists? It's got to. I mean, with all the algorithms that exist, it's got to exist. The what? Hair was the beginning. Yeah, because they were naked, and then it sort of turned into like a, right. Were they really naked on stage, or did they wear Band-Aids on their little coochie, like Melania when she did her girl-on-girl-on-girl uh, girl on girl porn for Playboy? Did you, you didn't know about that? <laughs> so when they do the fake porn, they actually have to wear little, little things that cover the actual hole so that there can't technically be penetration, I guess. So Melania, our first lady, was in one, a movie like that, you know, with the girls that all... Is it a big cover-up you guys didn't know about? <laughs> I lo- Here's the thing. I'm, I miss this. This will be... I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, Michelle Obama left, and that made me very, very sad because I feel like she was amazing, and she had this thing where she like didn't like fat kids, and I was like, that's so awesome that you're changing like the food or whatever. No, she was like, fat kids are bad. Let's not have diabetes and stuff. Let's make them work out, and then we're going to give them healthy food at schools and like good choices and no more Coca-Cola. It's good stuff. So she was like, that was really nice. And so, but then Melania, like, what's going to be, what is, I mean, she chose bullying, anti-bullying as, like, her first lady's stance, which I think is kind of not where she could have done her best work, because she kind of is bully. Well, she married a bully, so it means she's, like, she's, like, one of the hot girls that married the bully. Anyways, so what I thought she should have picked up was right where Michelle left off, right? Like, because she's got to hate fat kids, too, because she's skinny, and she knows that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. I mean, of course. (laughs) So I was hoping that she would stick with that but then she would teach kids uh, how to be bulimic because it's really it it teaches them to be four times the consumer because they consume four times as much food and then she's going to teach them to vomit in the composting because really she's an environmentalist so it's like using that food to feed more people indirectly I'm excited about the presidency and especially his lovely wife (laughs) I get, I, you know what, you know what I can get from her? A lot of good makeup tips. I wish I wore makeup. Hey everybody, uh, this is Pam Dassey's Comedy Clubhouse. We sing a little song here before we get started. If you know it, go sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. Yay! M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse, Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high! <coughs> <coughs> And it's good weed, right? M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I'm so excited. Here we are tonight. Uh, your first comedian uh, on the show. He, does, he isn't a DJ here at Mutiny Radio, but he is a stalwart of our open mic that's previous that ended early. And so we're going to give him a guest set here. You guys are going to enjoy him because he's like my favorite Russian. I sort of, they're trying to teach us to hate Russians again. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's a really nice guy and he always wears great pants. And I like to talk, try to have his accent. But I, <laughs> I suck. I'm sorry. Everybody clap wildly. It's Gene Feld. Yay! <laughs> Keep it going for Comrade Benjamin, everybody. Whoa, where would the mutiny be without her? Nowhere. We would not be mutants. I don't know. Mutineers. Mutants and mutineers. I don't know. I think it's time for a more sensible drug policy. That, that's what I want to talk about. Like, if you're a president and occasionally you have a drink or a joint, that's cool. 
But if all you do is cocaine and stupid shit, you can't be president. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Um, you know, Chekhov used to say that talent has a sister and her name is Brevity. <laughs> you knew that, right? <laughs> Which like makes sense because I really like swear words. And I think that that's precisely what they accomplish. Like, imagine if they could use swear words in corporate trainings. Like it would be so great, you know? Like a sexual harassment training would be like, dude, don't be a creep. Creep. There you go again. I'm rushing, I have a tough time between like the short I sounds and the long E sounds. It's it's a lifetime of struggle, just like Telling bitches apart from beaches. It's very <laughs> difficult for me. But going back to my set. Um, yeah, so, you know, the sexual harassment training would just say, dude, don't be a creep, don't be a dick. Compliance training would just say, dude, don't steal shit, don't do shady shit. <laughs> and I think that, like, if anything positive is going to happen out of the Trump era, is at least now we have the president who says the F word in public. You know, plus, shit is gonna get real enough that no one is gonna give a fuck about a split second titty shot on the Super Bowl. And, uh, and the Cold War is gonna be back and it's gonna be awesome. You know, like, it needs a sequel. Like, that's, that's really the point, <laughs> right? And like, what better way to follow Reagan Gorbachev than with like Trump Putin? <laughs> you know? It's like Terminator the Redemption, right? Like they couldn't get Schwarzenegger because he was a governor. So like there was like some random guy, but they CGI'd Arnold. So, and you know, We've been CGIing Reagan since he died. So, like, it's gonna be okay. It's not gonna get the Oscar. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it will. Who the fuck knows? I mean, come on. Like, if Putin can afford an election, he can't afford a fucking fake statute. Okay, maybe we should move on from this point. <laughs> I don't know. Where was I here? This is bullshit. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I don't know. I think that if O.J. Simpson gave couples counseling a stab, <laughs> that would have a profound impact on humanity. You know, it's like, no one would know who the Kardashians are. <laughs> there wouldn't be reality TV. Donald Trump wouldn't be president. Or, you know, if LAPD gave respecting the rights of black people a shot, <laughs> the same objectives could be accomplished. <laughs> Like, I, I just, 
I'm trying to think of realistic solutions first. What the fuck do I know? I'm just the Russian guy who sounds like Christopher Walken. <laughs> what should I close with? Well, sticking to the Russian theme and porn that you brought up, you know, I think porn damages immigrants like doubly than Americans because not only it creates unrealistic expectations of sexuality in women, but it also like just scrambles your entire like life ambitions and plans. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, you know, who do I really want to be when I grow up? A fucking pizza driver in Terzana, California. <laughs> On that note, thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Fell. <laughs> Yes. Oh. I I just remember growing up in the 80s and being terrified not of the Russians but of the Cubans because Russia overtook Cuba in Red Dawn. Wolverines. No one else no one else was deeply affected by that movie <laughs> in the 80s. I would cry at night in my bed and be like and then I would even think, like, I'm going to join the Cubans. I'd see them. I'm like, I'll just join them. Like, if the Russians come and take over America, I'll just join them. How are they going to tell? I could look Russian. I can speak with the accent and be like this. I mean, they're just going to join. So it saved my life. Scared. I have a fe fearful child. Thank you, America. You put the fear in me. It was good. Your next comedian. He fears nothing. He fears no Satan, no God. <laughs> he has a great show on Tuesday. It's called Occult Oubliette, where he talks about witches and all kinds of cool shit. Uh, you guys are going to love him. He's also really funny. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for David Stolowitz. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I live on a gay commune in Morgan Hill. It's lots of fun. We have different animals uh, chickens and uh, horses and llamas or llamas if you're Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the chickens are great. I like to get high with them and do promotional videos on YouTube. I use it to advertise my shows. I do this segment called The Chicken of Wisdom, where I ask the chickens about current events and get their opinions. They're remarkably insightful, you guys. I asked one chicken what he thought about Trump, and as he put it, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I have a good time on that farm. Uh, you know, Morgan Hill is known for the bitches, the dogs, I mean, and uh, they're adorable. We've got three of them. Uh, the littlest one is a Chihuahua girl, and we named her Frida after Frida Kahlo. Uh, she wandered in off the street one day, and she's become the queen of the ranch. And uh, it's funny, though, because like all the, the Hodas, the gay guys, uh, we all seem to project our um, misogyny onto these poor dogs. Like, uh, you know, we'll just be playing along with the little dog. Just, oh, you little skank, you bitch, you little whore. You know, it's horrible. <laughs> it's really sad. Um, but it's weird. Like, gay guys have this twisted idea of what it means to be a woman. So, like, when they dress up in drag, it's, it's not really authentic. It's like a parody of a parody. Uh, it's, I don't know. 
I don't know. I never got into drag. I did it once when I was like seven years old with my brother. My mother was really into The Little Mermaid. She went and saw it like seven times in the theater. It was unhealthy. And uh, I got together with my brother and uh, I did Ariel and drag when we were singing Bob Marley reggae hits. It was like this old Disney tape. It was a cassette. And uh, yeah, we were just singing along to Bob Marley's songs, except it was like Ariel's voice on the tape. <laughs> But she would be stupid and annoying, like she'd interject with dumb commentary, and you're just like, no, I want to enjoy reggae. Go away, Ariel. Go away. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I, I'm kind of estranged from my family over politics. I, You know, it's like you don't want politics to become an issue to get in the way of the people you love. But it's hard not to sometimes, especially when people get so passionate about it. Like, I came from one of those families where people would yell at the TV. How about yours? You know, they, they, they thought they could make a real difference by letting that guy know through the TV how angry they were. Like, it, it was going to psychically project all the way back to, you know, whoever was pissing you off on that night. So that was my dad just yelling furiously at that TV over the news. Um, let's see. So I have a boyfriend who is 15 years older than me. Um, but I have more gray hair than he does. It's not fair. You guys, he calls me VA. I'm the old man. Uh, but he's never really comfortable in his skin. He's always got some kind of skin rash or something. And we've been trying to get people to take care of it, but it's like the backlog for medical services is so bad. They're like, well, we'll see you in August. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do till August? I can't just keep spraying CBD on it. That's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like him to be able to like exfoliate at a spa or a sauna, but they have rules against that sort of thing. You're not supposed to go there if you have skin problems. Um, so, I mean, we, we can't just keep putting salves on it. I, I tried putting this peppery stuff on it the other day. I use it for my muscles. It's, um, it's derived from red peppers. Capsaicin, you ever seen this? Yeah. Um, but it gives you really bad itching if you get sweaty because it's like you have red peppers strained to your skin. And I don't recommend it for sex either. It, you'd think it would spice things up, but it's a little too literal. Oh, God. I, I knew this woman um, at a place I used to work, and uh, she was into hoodoo, and uh, she uh, wanted to use some cinnamon oil in the bedroom. Now, ritually, cinnamon is used for, like, uh, money and love and stuff like that, but uh, it's also, like, really, really spicy. And uh, so she ended up burning this guy's Peter, and he had to go to the hospital because of it. So be careful with essential oils, you guys. You have to dilute them. <laughs> they can be very dangerous. No joke. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like eucalyptus oil myself. I, I think I met my boyfriend over eucalyptus oil. Because I, I grew up with eucalyptus trees in the background and in, in Southern California and then Northern and elsewhere. And it's just, it's a calming smell, you know? It chills you the fuck out. Um, wherever I go, if there's a eucalyptus tree, I'm good. Um, it's wholesome. Yeah. So uh, I met my uh, boyfriend in this bathhouse on the Alameda. It's called the Water Garden. And most people are like, there's a gay bathhouse on the Alameda. And I'm like, I know. It's cleverly disguised as a cement factory. <laughs> you never know, you guys. But yeah, um, he was sitting in the spa, and I was across the way. And I said, come hither. And he did. He fucking did. <laughs> and we've been together five years. <laughs> Thank you. How, how much time I got left, man? 
Four. Oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> time flies or doesn't, you know. No. My, you know, people are always saying time flies, and but my life has not always flown by. A lot of it went by very, very slowly and quite painfully. Uh, <laughs> I had back problems, so I got into this Catch-22 where I was a grad student at San Jose State, and uh, I uh, would be in pain, so I would start smoking a lot of pot in order to, to deal with the pain and then try to do stretches. Because I find you get a little more flexible when you, uh, when you smoke and you get high. The counterpoint is you lose all your motivation, so you don't want to do yoga. So not very efficient. Um, but yeah, I, I lost my matriculation because my grades went down. I, I couldn't focus on my studies. It's like I had to decide whether I wanted to go through the day like all depressed and angry and in pain or whether I wanted to be pain-free but unable to get anything done. It's like when a bully asks you if you want to be held underwater or choked and you'd rather not vote Democrat or Republican if you had the choice. Understand? All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you ever think about how many chickens you've eaten in your lifetime? Hundreds, thousands, some of you. Some people get offended when I ask this question. One night at a bar in Santa Cruz, this guy wanted to pick up a fight with me over it. And he's like, yeah, man, I've had a thousand chickens. You got a fucking problem with that? Come at me, bro. Let's go outside settle this right now. <laughs> keep forgetting Santa Cruz is a vegetarian town with a dark past and you just don't want to press certain buttons <laughs> um, yeah so uh, the the following are a series of 25 cent jokes I bought off of hippies on the streets of Santa Cruz I hope you enjoy um, what's red and orange it looks great on hippies fire <laughs> how do you know a hippie has been to your house he's still there <laughs> What does he say to you when you ask him to leave? Namaste. <laughs> What's the difference between a hippie chick and a joint? The joint doesn't make it all the way around the circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> how is a hippie chick like a hockey player? Um, they both only shower and change their pads after three periods. <laughs> <laughs> How many hippies does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hippies don't screw in light bulbs, they screw in dirty sleeping bags. <laughs> How do you get a one armed punk out of a tree? Throw him a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, San Francisco. You have a good night. David Stolowitz, everyone. Hey, hippies as much as I do. Yay. Nothing is free, hippies. Someone paid for it somewhere. Just because it's free for you doesn't mean it's free. David Stolowitz, everyone. Yay. Yay. All right, moving right along. We've got all these comedians here from the station. You guys want a Rosham for it? You want a Rosham or you just want to pick or you want some? You want a Rosham? You want a Rosham for it? Yay! Here they go. Rochambeau. I can't. Are they both scissors? What's one finger? One finger? What's a one finger? It's a gun? That's a new Rosham thing. You get him, you shoot him with a gun? 
Everybody clap your hands together. He shot his way to the stage. It's Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Thank you very much. We were playing Rochambeau, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So what's going on? Good beats everything. It wasn't a a half a scissor rock thing. (laughs) Which, uh, it's you can't get the scissor out of the rock. It's, it's, um, yeah, I I panicked. (laughs) I'm not very good at Rochambeau. I know there's one where there's like five versions, like you do Spock. Or something like that. That that hurts. I don't want to do that. My name is Mike. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Pam. Uh, it's great to be here. I, I love uh, performing. Unlike the other comics, I did bring my notebook up on stage. Uh, but uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. You guys are a uh, good crowd. It's an intimate crowd, small crowd. But you know, growing up, I went to a, a very small high school. Uh, in fact, my high school was so small. Graduation was at Dwayne's house. Do you guys know Dwayne? Left-handed. Good to be here. I graduated high school, uh, class of '87, and I've avoided every single reunion. And uh, you know, the the nice part is the 25th reunion was just at Guy Ramner's house, which is uh, hi Guy, uh, which was uh, I saw the photo on Facebook. It was like 12 people. But I don't want to go to a high school reunion. I've been avoiding them. I think I need to go to this one. Uh, but I just because you you just lie. You know, you just lie and just try to make yourself look big to the people you knew. And they'll be like, hey, Spiegelman, gosh, in the 80s, you said you wanted to be a comedian. How's it going? I'll be like, great, I'm Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you check out my, my specials? <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, in high school, I hated everybody for four years. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, I've, I've hated you for 30 years. <laughs> Can I get my cassette copy of License to Ill back? Listen, I don't want to date myself, but <laughs> the nice thing about, you know, you ever like, you, you got to run and you're listening to something, so you take the needle off, and when you come back, you, ju- you just can't get it back to the same spot. With cassettes, you just press the square, and then when you come back, you just hit triangle, and it's right where you left it. And they're portable. I did write some stuff. Sorry. You put it on your belt next to, next to the pager. Uh, listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm on a, uh, a seafood diet. Uh, whenever I see food, I check if it's seafood because I'm on a seafood diet. I'm on a seafood diet. I've actually gained 20 pounds. <laughs> seafood is very fattening. Did I mention because uh, I'm on a seafood diet? Sorry. So uh, I got I, uh sorry. That's my segue tonight. Sorry. <laughs> a hipster walks into a bar, and the bartender says, "What, what is it going to be?" And the hipster looks up from his phone and says, "I, I just apped you." <sighs> Zero stars. Rude bartender. I was walking down the street on a Friday and I was going to meet my boyfriend and I went into a bar and the bartender was rude. I had placed my order on the app because I did not want to communicate to him 
Next paragraph. Because I am a solitary person and I like to keep my thoughts to myself and not announce it to the world, son. Oh, I like. Oh, hey, I got like. Oh, hey, they retweeted. It's like slot machines. That's the worst is uh, Instagram. I have two photos on it. If you guys want to follow me, it's Spiegelmania. But it's just like you just you want a slot machine. Just want to get all those likes. All right, sorry. You know, I actually, I, I had this whole thing. I didn't want it. I left it over there, so you guys are lucky. Uh, so, uh, I well, I, I mean, <laughs> I keep a diary. And I, I write down everything I do, like just just what I do, and and it's good. It's actually a good way to kind of focus my life, and you know, kind of giving myself an outlet. And it actually, I get to the point where I actually dream the events that happen during the day, uh, which makes my dream journal redundant. <laughs> I'm I'm just like see diary. <laughs> so, otherwise, I'm gonna get like a hand cramp. All right, so this is the part, this is where I get angry, uh, Paul Rumbaugh. So this is my George Carlin moment. Uh, so I, I do hate, uh, here's the things I hate. Uh, I, I hate when people leave furniture on the sidewalk and then put a sign on it that says free. Oh, I don't need to buy a ticket to walk around your fucking shit? I hate people who tell me that you, uh, Charleston Chew tastes better if you put it in the freezer. Fuck you and your life hack. <laughs> I get it. People always say, uh, 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 it seems like I might, I want to mention that uh, it's, I'm going to talk about pornography, but people say that like pornography is much better with a plot and that the, pl- the plots from the 70s were the best. And I would say here in San Francisco, that's a, that's fucking bullshit. It's, the plots are so gross, right? Deep Throat's gross. Uh, you ever see the one uh, behind the green door? And it's, uh, this guy's at a San Francisco diner, and he's eating breakfast. And these two brothers that happen to own a strip club, but they come into there, and they say, hey, we're the Mitchell brothers. Uh, we just saw this show. And this, this woman went and, and got on stage, and... Uh, nuns went down on her and uh, four guys went down on her and then there was a big orgy with trapeze artists. It's gross. I mean, the guy's eating breakfast. <laughs> like scrambled eggs. You know, I don't hear that shit. Jeez, put it in your pants. You know, uh, did you guys know that the Mile High Club and Let's Fuck in a Public Bathroom while kids wait outside and hear everything club is the same club? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm looking at. All right, uh, before I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rolling. Uh, I just uh, if you're new to the city, that's great. If you're not, then it's great. But they, it's just the cafes are always a great, uh, a lot of fun. But you really have to be kind of like savvy because like you go in there and if you see a seat, you got to throw your jacket on on the on the chair so you know you have a spot and you keep your eyes on the jacket while you keep your backpack there. And you get your order, you place your order, and you go and you get it, and you know when exactly when to drink the espresso, and then you sit down, like you put down your laptop, and you put down your tablet, and you put down your phone, and then I stab you and take your shit. <laughs> All right, Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, Pam. Mike Spiegelman! He's going to stab you and take your shit.
Yay! You know, I often wonder that when I see people. I was on a train not too long ago from Seattle to Portland, and uh, this lady was sitting next. Then there was a very not. There wasn't very, that many people on the train. She got up to go somewhere, and she just left her bag right there. And I'm like, there's no cameras on this train. Like, I, I mean, I, I thought about it. I was like, I could rifle through her bag. I didn't, but I thought about it. But I'm like, what if, anyways, if you leave your, it, it'd be the same thing. If people leave their shit on a table, I'm like, oh, what if I, but I, I wouldn't know how to steal anyone's cell phone anyways. Like, it's all their stuff's in it. How do you wipe a cell phone? I'm just not a good criminal. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wish I was a, you know, you're. I'm just, I wish I could had more criminal tendencies because then I might have more things and stuff. Uh, not that that's important or whatever. Uh, I, I couldn't, shouldn't say this on the radio. I'm going to get in trouble. But I haven't stolen anything like ever. Not since my 20s. Uh, <laughs> I'm 40 now. Your next comedian. Did you ever steal things when you were a kid? Or did you do that bad stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, uh, we all did it. I shouldn't feel so guilty. Hey, everybody. He's a hilarious guy. He has a show here on Sundays from noon to two called The Edge of Insanity. Clap your hands wildly. It's Paul Brumbaugh. Yay! San Francisco. How are you guys doing tonight? Come on. Give it up for yourselves. Jeez. Rest of the comedians this evening. Um, my attire is brought to you by the, the, the Goodwill box here. Just, just to let you know. I'm, I'm just waiting for the rash to break out anytime now. Um, it's good to see you. I do do a show here every Sunday. Um, you know, but it, let me start off this way. Um, I'm so confused. I'm 50. I'm, I'm more confused now about relationships than I've ever been in my life. I don't know if anybody... It was way more simpler the first time I ever uh, had fun and, and got together with a girl. It was just innocent and free and fun. And now it's all fucked up. I've been with the same girl for 16 years. So give it to me for that. Come on, guys. 16 years. Uh, it's, right now, it feels kind of like a life sentence at this point. But um, it's okay. Um I'm confused no matter what I do when I'm single I want to be in a relationship and every time I'm in a relationship I want to be in a threesome <laughs> anybody else or is it just me okay um, but it's it's weird um, I'm surrounded by a lot of lovely people uh, except I'm a, like a, I'm a standard definition guy in a high def world can you, can you understand that? Uh, if you have glasses, ladies, um, I look better if you take them off. Okay, if I'm still not looking good, get back a little bit further. And if I'm still not looking good, get back so much further, so much further, because we're an alcohol-free zone, you'd have to go back and drink some. Okay, so drink some away from here. Um, that's how it is. Um, but it's okay. I, I, now I'm starting to break out. I feel like I'm breaking out. <laughs> Jesus, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who knows where that's been? Actually, I know where that's been. It's been a mutiny radio. Um, no, it's been good. Um, so at my age, I'm confused. I, I can't make any decisions. I'm a comedian that has depression. Okay, we were all outside. You guys don't want to hang out with comedians. A lot of people that are hanging out in the audience, uh, they go, wow, I want to hang out with comedians. They seem so fun. No, all we do is really uh, sit around outside, smoke pot, and like uh, discuss antidepressant meds. <laughs> Mine's working really well currently. Um, no, it's okay. Mine's called the Effexor. I don't know if it's the Effexor. 
Okay, I know. It was horrible. Horrible. Uh, but shaving, I had to take care of things. Uh, my girlfriend wouldn't touch me unless I did a little manscaping, ladies. Do you understand that? I was looking like a 1970s NBA star. <laughs> Big fro. Big fro. Okay. So I started a little manscaping. Started from here. Uh, worked my way down the back. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and I didn't know where to stop, so I stopped on the big toe. <laughs> that, that's where I had to stop, literally. And, and, and it's go, um, I, I actually did this, the, the paper-thin mustache and beard. Uh, I call this the horseshoe. Um, if a lady sits on that, I'm getting lucky. <laughs> All right. It's, it's a visual show, radio. I'm just telling you now. Tune into our YouTube stream. No, don't. We're not fucking there. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, what else can I tell you about me? Uh, man, I got so many issues. Fuck, I got so many issues. I've got kids. Anybody want kids? <laughs> no, you don't want kids. Has anybody ever been a child? Raise your hand. Yes. Good. I still am. I'm living my life. No, but I'm here. I'm hanging out with you guys. Um, hanging out. Uh, I, what do I like the best about San Francisco? I love so many things. Um, you can walk outside San Francisco and you can write a joke, right? Um, look outside. Right outside is my car. I have a really shitty car. I don't know if anybody can understand. I have a shitty car. But you know what? It's going to make a really awesome coffin. <laughs> Garden hose not included. <laughs> Figure it just go right from the tailpipe right into the hay. So, <laughs> good fit. Um, no, there's a lot of things in San Francisco. Um, the other day I saw a guy in a Batman cape, which was really fucking awesome. Um, he was wearing nothing else, just the Batman cape. Wow. <laughs> big balls, big balls. I mean, literally big balls. This guy had big balls. <laughs> Fuck. Um, wow. What else can I tell you? Um, I, I was outside. I love how San Francisco is um, so green friendly. No, not 420 friendly. We can talk about that in a minute. But no, I meant like recycling. We had the recycling bins outside. And, I, and, and, and a lot of comics around here were actually throwing out. What were they throwing out? What do comics throw out other than empty pill bottles? Old jokes. Old jokes. I don't even understand this. Um, this is, I would do anything to lose 40 pounds. I would. I would. Except to exercise and eat well. Going in there. <laughs> oh, we'll save that one for the last. All right, here we go. Uh, public restrooms are so nasty, uh, even when George Michael isn't in them. Too soon? <laughs> Fuck. No, too old. All right. There's a shopping list, and it says, don't kill yourself. That's good. <laughs> Everyone wants to be loved. Just some people get charged more. Bad. That's why it's there. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, people don't have integrity in me anymore. Unless it has to do with corruption. Integrity, corruption. You guys are good. Uh, I believe in a higher power, Putin. 
Wow. Thank you. Back of the row. <laughs> Thank you. I know whose joke that was. Where is he? <laughs> um, I love ice cream annually. Oh, I'm sorry. Annually. Sorry, San Francisco, you fucking people. All right. I'm so broke that even super glue won't help. Wow, I can really quiet a fucking room in here. This is good. I want to reset the room down to a zero for the next comedian. I want to, I want to give any advantage to the next individual. Fuck me. Here we go. Uh, the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach, they say. Um, actually, I, I thought it was through his rib cage. Rib cage. I feel like David Letterman. Rib cage. Pull. <laughs> yeah. All right, there we go. Um, I have the worst of luck, unless STDs were winning lottery numbers. <laughs> I ain't even going there. <laughs> Fuck. I I wonder where sayings come from. Old sayings. Um, you know, different ones like uh, "never look a gift horse in the mouth," things like that, right? Um, I was thinking about uh, one saying, and I, I think I know exactly where it came from. I think it came from the deck of the Santa Maria, and one of the deckhands was out looking over the horizon, and he's like, "Fuck, Columbus, Columbus, get over here! Come here! We gotta turn the fuck around! Look at this shit! We're gonna..." And he goes, "It's not the end of the world, dude. It's not the end of the world because he's gonna." <sighs> Bad horizon. Okay. Should have saved that one for the dumpster, too. That's good. Uh, what else? Man, I, man I, I got so much shit going on with my life. Um, there's one thing after another. Um, kids, uh, advocacy for marijuana. Anybody smoke pot here? Yes. Medical cannabis. The other half of you? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, I, the, the, the state is divided. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Um, who's Republican in this fucking room right now that wants to admit it? <laughs> no, it's scary. Fucking Republicans don't give a shit about us. It's great. Um, they will give anybody a gun. Anybody they want a gun. Even the mentally ill. Until they shoot somebody. Then they're not going to give them medical coverage because, you know... Being psycho is a pre, pre-existing condition, right? In this country, we're talking about it. We're losing it. Um, we actually, he just signed a bill. I'm not even going to say his fucking name. He just signed a bill, or not a bill, but he signed a, um, what is it, an executive order, right? Um, that in, 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 or I'm sorry, that the budget in 2018, that they're going to take away food stamps and uh, meals for children, Really? Snap? It's called Snap and Chip. Oh, snap. The kids aren't even going to get a chip. That's fucked up, man. He's already taken away Meals on Wheels. <laughs> now you got to go get your own meals somewhere else with your own fucking wheels. Old folks are dying. Dying in their home, waiting for their next meal. Um, but this is a comedy show. Let's move on from that. Um, people like to fucking... Uh, I, 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 when I see superstars now and people that are like famous and have success, I see a light and I want to go towards it. Um, but it, it, people try to talk about success. And, and Kim Kardashian's successful because of her ass in a sex video. 
most of the people when I grew up, most of the you know superstars and people like that were like usually sports heroes and movie stars and stuff. But wasn't like the caliber of people like this. I mean, how do you compare one person's uh, success with another? You never would compare, let's say, Steve Jobs with Donald Trump. I mean, it's like comparing apples with oranges, right? <laughs> Thank you. Both hands, both hands got it. Good, thank you. I want to thank you guys very much. Check me out every Sunday and on iTunes. Get it on fucking iTunes right now. It's called The Edge of Insanity every Sunday from 12 to 2. My name is Paul Brumball. Let's get you back to your host, Pam Benjamin, everybody. And by the way, sweep up the shit. Sweep up the shit. Yay. Did you write those or did you really find them in the garbage? <laughs> did you? I can't tell. You never know. I don't know. But I don't even I don't know what his writing looks like. I have no idea. I'm sorry, I thought it's found in the garbage. You're I believe whatever anybody tells me. Hi, last guest, I see you. You're an ex comedian. What a what a what a gem. <laughs> what a funny guy. Uh, he runs a really great open mic every Saturday uh, from four to six called James and Austin's Cool Show with this guy right here, Austin. Yeah, the twin. You, if you want to call him up, you can or whatever. I feel like you have your, you got your thing. You brought the audience tonight. Thank you for doing that. Uh, clap. Did you not? Did all these people don't belong to you? Oh, okay, great, yay! Uh, hey, everybody, you should clap loudly and be excited for your next comedian. It's James Mora, yay! What's up, guys? This has been nice. This is very nice. For those, welcome to Mutiny Radio for those that haven't been here before. As you guys can definitely tell, they went through a thorough cleaning yesterday. <laughs> it's spick and span in here. It's beautiful. Paul, how are you? That was, those were some very woke takes on, from, you, from you earlier. I enjoyed those. Okay. Um, I am uh, recently single. I, uh, my girlfriend of three and a half years and I broke up a few weeks ago. It's been a rough couple of weeks, but it's better now because I'm now dating the girl I was cheating on her with. She's, uh, she's great. Uh, she's really, 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 really good at hand jobs. Uh, her name is uh, Pornhub. She's incredible. Uh, we're exclusive now. Uh, my favorite thing about my new girlfriend is uh, she's the only girlfriend I've ever had that's been able to change ethnicities, actually. Because um, like, if you're, cause like, if you're dating like a white girl, like every day you come home from work, like she's just gonna be white, you know? That's not that exciting. But with my new girlfriend, uh, she switches it up. Uh, she's always the ethnicity of the girl I was in an Uber pool with that day. <laughs> Um, for this part of my set, I want to talk directly to the millions of white people who uh, appropriated the holiday of Cinco de Mayo and turned it into a day of uh, drinking and debauchery. Okay, do I have your attention? Yeah, that. Um, on behalf of the uh, on, beh on behalf of the black community, can you guys please do that for Kwanzaa too, please? <laughs> Welcome, guys. Because Kwanzaa really sucks right now. And we like what you've done with St. Patrick's Day with Cinco de Mayo. 
We like to work with you guys is what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to move it to the summer. I don't know if you guys want to get like happy hours going. Um, can you guys, like 40s half off, like I don't know, whatever you guys think is appropriate. Can you guys imagine if we celebrated Cinco de Mayo like we cel or celebrated Kwanzaa like we celebrate Cinco de Mayo? That would be incredible, guys, okay? There'd be drunk white girls in traditional African garb. It would be, it would be crazy. Uh, and uh, I, know, I know you'll want to, so if you guys really kill it with Kwanzaa, if you guys really turn that ship around, I know you'll want to. We'll let some of you guys wear blackface, okay? Just a few. <laughs> Not all of you, but just a few, just enough, you know? Okay. Um, what's up, guys? What's up this side of the room? It's tough to be white nowadays, huh? It's pretty tough. Well, tougher. It's still like the best thing by far to be. Am I the only, uh, yeah, I'm the only black person here. <laughs> You're something interesting, I think. There's something going on there. But it's tough to be white. It's tougher now to be white, right? It's a little tougher. Because it's like very politically correct now, you know? Like, like uh, especially on Twitter. Are you guys on Twitter? Like, it's tough to be a white person on Twitter, especially right now. You know? Because it's so politically correct. Like, people are, like, uh, being a white person on Twitter is kind of like being a black person in real life. It's terrible. It's really bad. Like, people are always making assumptions about you. You're always having to seem non-threatening. Like, we have a shared struggle, too, you know, because you have to watch what you say on Twitter or you get attacked by, like, the PC police or whatever. And uh, as a black person, we have to watch what we say or we get attacked by the real police. It's a very similar, it's a very similar sort of struggle that we go through. I'm trying to keep the, the Paul, you know, the woke takes coming. Um, we're having fun. I, uh, I recently bought my dad a Colin Kaepernick jersey because he too is an opinionated black man who's recently unemployed. <laughs> All right, roasted, roasted you Colin. Um, what's up? He should have taken a knee. Oh, I should have. I don't really, I don't really know what's going on with the stage. I don't know. Um, All right, guys, let's talk about let's talk about frat guys. Do you guys want to talk about uh, frat guys? <laughs> um. I think uh, I think frat guys is interesting. Uh, can we agree that like like rapey, like creepy frat guys are like the worst kind of people out there? Yeah, can we we can agree on that? All right, all right, cool. Like I think if you see like a frat guy with like a dude, like a girl that seems like like she's way too drunk, we should just be allowed to like tase him, personally. Like I and I think I think that would be a great rule because because uh, think about it, there's no downside, you know. Best case scenario, you prevent a rape. And that's great, right? If, I mean, we can agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I don't know why I liked to. <laughs> I didn't really mean to. I didn't mean to, yeah. What I'm saying is best case scenario, you prevent a rape. Worst case scenario, you just tase an innocent white guy. And that's not like the worst thing. That's not like the worst thing that's ever happened. All white audience here today in Mutiny Radio. Unless, of course, they start to like organize like a Frat Lives Matter campaign or something like that. That'd be terrible. They start like shutting down the Bay Bridge and shit. Like 20 guys in Patagonia vests linking arms just like. And then they'd get merch too, you know, cause like, you know how Black Lives Matter, we have the merch, you know, like the t-shirts. Like we, uh, we get like the names of our victims. Like uh, we get like Trayvon, like Tamir, Mike, 
these are black people that were killed by the police. Um, and then for Allies Matter would have to get Chad, Chad, Chad. <laughs> or like we get like the last thing that the, the, the people say before they were killed, like we get like, I can't breathe. And then for Allies Matter would get, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> these are stupid, okay. Um, Yeah, merch. Yeah, it's fun to think of talk about Black Lives Matter having merch. I don't know. Um, I uh, white privilege for me growing up was uh, was uh, my white friends would talk to their par- talk back to their parents and not get their ass beat. Unlike myself, I got the belt. You know, it's not very funny. You guys don't have to laugh at that. That was a test, actually. You guys passed. Um, I had this one white friend growing up. Okay, I had more than just one. You guys probably pieced that together. Um, I was at his house, his dad was like, Clark, you should clean your room, son. And he just goes, fuck you, dad, and walks right past him. And I'm like, oh shit, what's about to go down? And his dad just goes, well, he's in a mood, isn't he? And that's it. That's all that happened to this white ass kid. So I was like, holy shit, I didn't know you could do this. So I, like, I was like, I was talking to my black friends the next day at school, I was like, guys, the next time your dad's talking shit, next time he's tripping, just say fuck you right to his face and walk to your room. He'll respect you for your honesty as a man, and it'll be extremely cathartic. Do you guys know what happened to those black kids? Uh, Nothing. They actually didn't have dads. It's a problem in our community, guys. We're having fun, aren't we? I think we're having a good time. it's a fun joke to tell to literally all white people. Uh, okay. Um, so the other day I was uh, sucking on this white girl's titties. And she goes, uh, who taught you how to suck these white titties? And I go, my mom, actually. Because I have a white mom and I was breastfed. All right, we're going to keep the white, we're going to keep the titties thing going, okay? Is that cool, guys? Um... So I was drunk at a bar the other day. Uh, it was pretty messed up. I uh, saw a girl, objectively ugly, okay? Pretty fucked up looking, I'm not gonna lie. She was pretty beat. But I had like six or seven Lagunitas's. Lagunidae, is it? Is that what? <laughs> I had multiple Lagunidae. I guess my buddy knew her. He goes, uh, he goes watch out for her. She's got badass titties. I was like, oh yeah? And he's like, oh yeah. So I fucked her, okay, whatever, I'm not proud of it. Not, no, I wasn't proud of it. The next day it became very clear, I guess the music was really loud. I'd misheard him. He hadn't said badass titties, he said bad STDs. <laughs> so now my penis is covered in boils. I think it's interesting there's a lot of white dudes named Hunter and no white dudes named Gatherer. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Like, are, we, are we just hanging out? You're at 10 right now. I'm at 10. I don't really have much else to say, guys. This was fun. I'm, that's it for me. I should, I should, I should say something else. Uh, 
I've been gaining uh, gaining some weight recently. Well, I was in a long-term relationship. I didn't really like, work out or take care of myself. You know you're getting too fat when you start grabbing your own tits during sex? <laughs> okay, that's it for me. Thanks, guys. James Moore, everyone! Yay! Badass titties. Badass I actually, I actually got my first STD from the, my first marriage. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, it was an STD. It was sexually transmitted debt. That's what I got from my first marriage. That was the STD that I got. Get it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I woke up three years later from that marriage, and we sold our first house. And he was like, yeah, I got $15,000 of credit card debt. And I was like, you do? You've been hiding this from me for three years? Really? It was a great marriage. We're not. We've been divorced for a long time. Yay, STDs. Uh, Jay Smarrow, that was really funny. Yay! Your next comedian, he has a show here at the station every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space. Uh, he also does High Time Story Time, which are available on Amazon. You can download them and, and buy them as en masse. Or you can just listen to his show where comedians act out his uh, silly mind wanderings. Clap your hands wildly for Arden! Yay! From the light. Oh, where'd all this pot smoke come from? Oh, oh. how's everybody doing? We feeling good today? Yeah. Oh my God. All right, everything's back in focus now. All right. Oh, geez. Thanks for putting me on, Pam. This is just a joy and pleasure. Uh, if uh, I don't sound quite right, I got a <clears throat> radio voice here. Home. Good evening, San Francisco. This is Arden with Night Space. Here on Mutiny Radio, we're doing a little high time story time tonight. Yeah, uh, no, usually I've got the creepy doll music going when that happens. But uh, no, uh, so high time story time is this thing where every Wednesday I get super friggin' baked. And then I set a timer for one hour. And magically a script appears after that timer goes off. Um, and whatever nonsense I've written, we act out uh, on the radio. And it makes for a great time. And I compiled those into a book. It's on Amazon. It's called High Time Story Time Volume 1. So if you're looking for high times, it usually comes up in there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, this is neither here nor there. It just, I just love smoking pot, so I have a lot of weird ideas. So we, ha we all have to agree together to be a little loose and a little relaxed about certain topics when I get do comedy. So can we all just admit to each other we've at some point stumbled across accidentally some pornography? Yes, possibly. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, great. So that brings me to my first point. My first point is uh, textbooks are bullshit, right? That's a racket, right? Now, I think John Oliver did a whole thing on textbook thing. But uh, textbook, because it's a redundancy, right? Of course it's fucking text in a book. That's what books, that's like saying I've got my ink pen. The ink is implied, people. For any of those who dropped out of high school, implied means that you don't have to say it. We all knew it already. Uh, and then uh, uh, next, you're going to be asking me. James is with me. James is always with me. Yeah. Uh, and next, you're going to be asking me for a sheet of uh, uh, dead tree paper. You know, it's just because the education system's broken is what I'm saying. All right. Because what are we doing now? Instead of giving people pens and paper and notebooks and <laughs> textbooks, we're giving them iPads. 
Now, I don't know about how all of you learned, but I learned via textbook for a very important reason. I was born in 1983. And thank God I was, because if you give 16-year-old Arden an iPad and say, there's 5,000 years of his human history on here, go nuts. I'm going to go nuts, all right. Putting 5,000 years of porn on there and busting a nut all over it. Right? So what I'm saying is we have a few options when it comes to education. We either teach the kids when they're real young so that uh, sex is off the table, not an issue. Right? And we teach them when they're older so that they can hold their load for five minutes. Or conversely, because they're going to put the porn on there anyway, just give them the really good porn. Now some of you look at me like I'm a little screwy, but hear me out. Now, a friend of mine was quizzing me the other day because I told him everything I ever learned, I learned from porn. Yeah. He said, okay, give me some examples. I said, uh, well, ask me something about history, European history. He said, okay, who said, uh, let them eat cake? I said, Marie Antoinette. He said, how'd you know? I said, from a little film called Let Them Eat Cock. <laughs> Historically accurate period piece. It's phenomenal costume work. I swear to God, it'll be on Netflix if they could just get the hardcore penetration out of there. Just, just edit it out. Uh, and he said, okay, so uh, let, let's do a little uh, world history. I said, all right, hit me. He said, okay, uh, did Genghis Khan conquer Persia? I said, yes, he did. In Genghis Gangbang, volume 18. It takes 18 volumes to get there because if you're going to fuck everybody you come across to get across all Asia to get to Persia, it's going to take quite a while. So he said, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's do some American history. I said, all right, all right, hit me. He said, uh, Benjamin Franklin. I said, yeah, Benjamin Franklin. I know a lot about him. He said, what do you know? I said, uh, bifocals. He goes, all right. I said, uh, oh, oh, uh, the kite and the key and the lightning storm. He said, yeah, where did you learn that? I said, from a little film called Mr. Benjamin. He said, what's Mr. Benjamin? And I said, well, it's a Mr. Wizard knockoff, right, where instead of Mr. Wizard and a little kid, he got Benjamin Franklin and a French whore. Now, if you don't know your American history like I do, Ben Franklin was all about the French whores. Just crazy about him. So uh, he would do this earth science experiment, like, ooh, magnets are magic, because it's 1700. They don't know shit about anything, right? And uh, then he'd say, okay, take your clothes off, and then they'd fuck. You know, it's a thin plot, but it works. It works. They said, all right, all right, give, give me something else from the revolution. I said, okay, the midnight ride of Paul Revere. And he said, okay, tell me about that. I said, I learned that about that from a little film called uh, The British Are Coming, The British Are Coming. You can figure out the spelling. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, he said, oh, what do you know about that? I said, well, I know the signal was one if by land, two if by sea. He said, how did you know? I said, well, it turns out the British are coming. The British are coming is a gay porn. And uh, Paul Revere wound up blowing one guy on the land and two guys down by the sea. So, uh, but I, it's just, I'm telling you, you got to teach the kids like this. Because there are these instances where it... Uh, you can Google this. It's a real news item. I'm not making this up because I couldn't make this up. Who could make this up, right? Uh, recently, a doctor was trying to help this couple conceive. Right? And he tried everything, couldn't figure it out. So he finally said, you know what? I'm going to do a DNA test. Sometimes 
it just weird things happen. Distant cousins wind up marrying, and there's this gene that you carry to prevent you from inbreeding. Right? It's the kill gene. All right? If you have two copies, you, you can't have a kid. So he goes, all right, I'll run the DNA test. And he runs it, and it comes back. They're not cousins. Okay. Fraternal twins. Google this. You can find it. Uh, now, you look at me like, how? And I'll explain. It's actually a, a sweet but tragic story when you think about it. Uh, see, uh, they were infants, and their parents died in a car crash, drunk driver of some sort. And uh, they became wards of the state because none of the family wanted them. So the state, in its infinite wisdom, decided to split them up into different, different foster cares where they wound up with different last names right, and no record of having a sibling. Okay? Fast forward some years later, in college, over a couple of too many tequilas, Right? Oh, I grew up in foster care because my parents are dead. Oh, so did I. Oh, let's fuck. Okay. Right? And that becomes the basis of the relationship. And then eventually they get married and decide to try and have kids. And I'm saying to myself, how horny do you have to be to ignore all the red flags? Of which there were several. Like, all right, here's one. They had the same birthday, Right? That, they carried that through, all the records and everything. Same birthday, right? Okay, odd coincidence. Uh, everyone always remarked at how similar they looked. I mean, eerily similar. Okay. Uh, they cried every time they had sex. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if the education system was updated, like I said they would have stumbled across at some point the uh, bizarre trend now, and this is not my doing, of incest porn, and said, something looks oddly familiar here. But anyway, uh, it, is a, it is a thing, unfortunately. It's, it's, uh, it's a thing. I spend too much time on the internet. I'm sorry. I know. I'm a lonely guy. I, I have trouble dating. It's... I. Uh, I'm a, uh, why, you ask? Yeah. What? No way? Yeah, no, yeah way. Uh, <laughs> oh, could I give an example? Yeah, I've been getting uh, the same text message uh, from people I've gone out with where, uh, you know, we've had a great time that night. And I said, can I text you tomorrow? You know, we'll set up plans. And they said, sure. So next day I text them and I said, hey, had a great time last night. Let's uh, do this again. And I've been getting the oddly similar text of, hey, you're a great guy and all, but I've decided to get back with my ex. I, I can pull up my phone and show you. This is, I'm not bullshitting. And uh, I'm just saying to myself, what part of last night made you say, ah, shit, I forgot about Steve. <laughs> like, were we making out? You were going, oh, this is hot. I haven't made out with a guy like this since I made out with Steve. And, you know, I, I haven't had to pay for a broke-ass barista with comic aspirations, and I went out with... I wonder what ever happened to Steve. <laughs> and I'm just asking myself, ladies, uh, not to be sexist or anything, but I know where every potential sexual partner I have in this city is at all times via GPS on my iPhone. 
So I'm just wondering how you not only lost a penis, but the entire Steve attached to that penis. But I'm glad I could help you find him. Anyway, my name is Ben Arden. You can listen to my show Wednesday nights. Thank you very much for having me, Pam. Get around for Pam Benjamin. Arden, everyone. Don't forget your pipe. Yes. Great shows here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight is actually super special, and it's great that you guys are here because we have a special treat all the way from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, I didn't know that Baltimore even existed until I watched. I Netflixed this fucking The Keepers. Holy fuck, it's so good. Watch it. It's about they murder this nun, and they're all Catholic, and, and it's real. They can't find the killer. It's about Baltimore, Maryland. It's okay. I learned a lot about Maryland this week. It's very exciting. And then here you are. Yay! She's a comedian out of Maryland whose whole life has been plagued by no one knowing how to pronounce her name. So I'm going to do it right now. Please clap your hands wildly for Nikki Fuchs. Yay! Give it up. Give it up for Pam and all the comedians you've seen tonight so far. What's up, San Francisco? This is awesome. This place is fucking awesome. I love it. It's so perfect and intimate, like that you said, right? Did you say that, maybe? Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so surprised you said the keepers, because everybody's like, Baltimore, the wire, you know? Right? The wire. This is worse than The Wire. <laughs> San Francisco is worse than The Wire. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. I come from there. Okay. So, no. Um, so, I've been doing some, like, soul searching. We got any souls in the house? <laughs> soul? Do you got a soul? I didn't think you did. Soul? I'm just trying to look for one. <laughs> no. San Francisco doesn't have souls. Sorry. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um... No, really what that means is like I'm just trying to find like peace and balance in my life, you know, like just trying to figure out what my soul looks like. But um, no, actually, like I really would just like some balance because fucking yoga poses are hard as shit, <laughs> you know, just like I can't I can't do it right now. This, uh, but uh, I even have gone as far as I've invented this meditation. It's called the. Uh, Okay, actually, I didn't make up a name for it because it really is just a meditation that stands for like off balance, awkward soul, just trying to do her best in life. But like sometimes people just like fuck that shit up and like, you know, you know, that kind of meditation, <laughs> that one. Basically, the meditation is in the moment when you're having a hard time, you just like inhale what you need, right? And you exhale what you don't need. So uh, before I came here, I stopped like not here, but. San Francisco. Um, I stopped at a McDonald's and I was in the drive-thru and I was like, got my order and I like pulled out and I was like, wait a minute, I might be like emotionally eating right now. Like I should probably like check myself, you know? So I like, so I like pulled over and I was like, all right. So I inhaled two double cheeseburgers <laughs> and I exhaled. America's obsession with skinny women. <laughs> God damn it! Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, dating's hard, so <laughs> nice transition there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure you guys have ran into that, like, 
you know when you like go on Facebook and you try to like get to know yourself a little better so you take a quiz like that situation I took that like uh, that soup what superhero are you Facebook quiz you guys know I'm sure you've all taken that. my superhero name is the transitioner because my superhero power is that I help men transition from one relationship to the next <laughs> I'll be here if you need help there's a lot of you in here uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I went on a date recent, okay, actually, that's a lie, I went on a date two years ago, um, <laughs> but no, I really mostly remember it because, like, first of all, dude went in for the hug at the end of the date, okay, so that's, like, the first problem. Second problem, he's hugging me, and he goes, oh, my God, every girl I date wears that same perfume, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I was in shock, so I was like, oh my God. Every guy I date just lives with his parents. <laughs> and that's not perfume, dude. That's just like a little bit of lavender essential oil mixed with some like dirty bong water. I on my shirt earlier. <laughs> so now you guys have the ingredients to patchouli. <laughs> just mix your mild BO in with that and you'll be good to go. <laughs> uh a little bit oh well I'm a little bit of like a weirdo like uh, I like I have these like weird habits and I don't know if any of you can relate to this but when I shower like you know your hair falls like I have long hair okay it's pretty long okay let me just preface it with this and like I'm a little bit lazy I don't like you know your hair falls out that's normal I don't like picking that shit out of the drain so I'll just be in the shower just like hanging out you know like wash my hair like self breast exam wash my hair breast exam washing Putting it on the wall. Putting it on the wall. On the wall. It's just on the wall, right? It's actually, it sounds weird, but it can be really smart. Like if you're staying in an Airbnb and you're rushing, you're rushing because you're hungover and you're taking a shower on the last day and you've got 30 minutes before you're getting out. And so you're just like, hey, maybe I should leave him a little message, you know? So you're just like, self breast exam. Thank you. Just like hair by hair. I wanted to be like, hey, I left your charger on the bed, but like I didn't have enough hair, you know? <laughs> and I didn't want to use like my pubes because that would be like way too creepy. <laughs> like too creepy. Um, but I did leave like three pubes just so he knew, you know? Like, hey, I do have pubic hair, okay? It's okay. You're allowed. We're allowed. It's natural. Um, I went to a, um, so this was all bef obviously before I came to San Francisco, but I was at a bar a few weekends ago at home. And I, uh, I got up the nerve to hit on this guy because he was beautiful. And uh, he rejected me because he had a girlfriend. So like my butthole was like totally hurt, you know, just like, ow. So I was just like sitting at the bar like, oh my God. So I like, inhaled four glasses of wine <laughs> and then I exhaled social stigma about being 30 and single just fuck man fuck you know it's just like a hard life we live um but I do like to smoke weed hey it's pretty cool have you ever met uh oh I know you guys can all see like I do have a pretty big gap of my teeth it's, it's pretty big have you, my ex-boyfriend actually said, he used to say that I looked like uh, 
Michael Strahan with a wig. I'd like to say that mostly I resembled, you know, David Letterman with a sexy David Letterman with this. I don't know if you could really say. Have you ever met a chick who could smoke weed with their two front teeth? Right here. Mm -hmm. It's called gaping instead of vaping, bruh. I was actually going to show you, but then I'm just too slow to pull this thing out of here. I don't know. I did take that. Uh, I got that in Seattle because I came here from Seattle and I put it in my little bag and I checked it in and I fucking had joints as soon as I got here. Sounds so smart of me. Uh, Could have gotten arrested, but whatever. Fuck it. Let's see where I'm at here. Here we go. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm definitely like missing my, uh, I have this favorite Indian restaurant at home called Kushvu because I fucking love calling my weed dealer that. Kush Boo! <laughs> where are you? <laughs> no, seriously, where are you? Why are you late all the time? I fucking hate it. Like, stop. I pay you a lot of money, and you just can't fucking show up on time. Like, I have a fucking nine to five. Okay, sorry. Um, but I was, like, really thinking about it while I was, like, you know, just, like, sitting in my copious free time, chilling, like, wait a minute. You know what? I love weed so much. I am Kush's boo, right? Like weed is my boyfriend. I mean, I wake up to it every morning, you know? I go to sleep with it every night and like all the in-between times I just like hide it in my vagina. <laughs> I told that joke at a Planned Parenthood fundraiser. <laughs> And they didn't really appreciate it. So I was like, that's why I go to Planned Parenthood. Because I stuck little baby nugs of weed in my vagina. And I was actually at Planned Parenthood, like, in the doctor's office, like, oh, okay. And she was like, oh, wait, so, like, wait, what's happening here? Like, what are your symptoms, actually? And I was like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, really dank down there. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Oh, I do get high thoughts sometimes, though. Um, Tell me if this is ever... Have you ever gone so high you can't stop swiping left on Instagram? (laughs) It's a Tinder joke. Come on, guys. One of you were on Tinder. (laughs) Oh, I have a better one, though. Do you guys, like, ever get so high you can't stop eating your vitamin D gummy bears? (laughs) No, that one's just on me. Okay. Do you think it's weird that I pay a therapist to act like my dead mom? (laughs) She just lays there week after week. (laughs) Um, Speaking of dead moms, I uh, was reading the, you guys know Phyllis Diller is, right? Cool. Um, I was reading her biography. Actually, side note, one of the first places she ever got to like do a residency perform at was the Purple Onion. And um, I'm like, I can't even believe that. It's so awesome. Um, I don't, I still don't know where it is or anything, but it makes me excited to be around it. Anyway, she really inspired me. She inspired me because uh, one of this, this like one sentence in her whole book was that her tragedy is based off of her comedy. And, uh, or, well, her tragedy is her comedy. So um, in, memorial of that I wrote my own song do you guys want to hear it <laughs> it's the story of my life it's a blues song the harmonica 
This is a child's heart, Monica. And it actually fell in the toilet um, the last, this is right. So. You got yesterday, Yeah. I know, I know, but the show must go on, right? Like, I have to do this, so. I, sh I was like really wondering if I should tell you guys that or not, but whatever. <laughs> I also don't know how to play this thing, so <laughs> we'll see what happens, okay. All right, wait, okay, right? That's blues, right? That's blues, you guys, that's right. That's the only thing I actually know how to play on here, so that's basically all you're gonna hear. Okay, ready? I was born on a day. The time was two minutes past 420. I guess my mom gave my dad really good boners. I was two minutes late for 420 because my dad's sperm was such a stoner. One Valentine's Day, I found my mom dead. Now I prefer crumbs over boyfriends in my bed. I'm considered a strong, independent woman who keeps men around for oral support. But I ain't keeping you around if your wiener's short. This next part is about, like, remember when you were, like, in your 20s and, um, you were, you know, you got really drunk all the time. I mean, some of you guys might still get drunk, but this is when I was in my 20s and I got drunk a lot. <laughs> At parties in my 20s, I would pee in bathtubs. <laughs> One time I peed in a washing machine. <laughs> I was known as the make-out queen. Blackouts were totally my thing. Uh, now I'm about to be 30. And I still like to get down and dirty. What's that? What that really means is I like to put myself in awkward situations. Like eating and fucking in the same bed just in different positions. <laughs> Nobody does that. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, sorry I'm doing this. I didn't want to look at this, but you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Um, so, oh yeah, hi. So I, uh, I don't know. Do you guys like know about Jiffy Lube? Because like, I don't even know if I, because like, I feel like nobody. <laughs> I know it's a weird question, but you just like have no idea. Like I'm from the East Coast. Like most people drive. I don't know what people do here. Because if you do drive, like I feel like you want to commit suicide. So I just am not sure how that works. Um, but anyway, so I was at Jiffy Lube. And uh, I just was trying to get my oil changed because that's what Jiffy Lube is about. But... <laughs> But this guy at the fucking counter was like, <sighs> he was trying to sell me tires, which is like really weird because it's Jiffy Lube and I'm like, what the fuck? You know? So I was like, <sighs> so I was so upset I just like inhaled his condescending cologne <laughs> and I <sighs> exhaled generations of misogynistic oppression against women, you know? And it just fucking worked for me. It just really worked. And, uh, 
I feel like, you know, I should, I should leave you with a little bit of like even more personal his, history, personal uh, information other than I found my mom dead on Valentine's Day. My grandma just died too, so hey, give it up for grandma. No, come on, she was a grandma, like it's, it's normal. Okay. Anyway, um, she was like, I always want to keep wanting to grab this for some reason. Um, she was a partier, you know, like that's how she died. Uh, but yeah, she left me with a really cool piece of advice that I feel like it's Friday night and we should all probably like really know about, you know what I mean? Um, cause she left me the cure for the hangover. It's been passed down for like generations and generations in our family. So, uh, do you guys want to know what it is? Yeah. All right, cool. Cause you will need it after this uh she was like it's called the three w's water weed wiener (laughs) she was like it's not in that order you have to figure it out for yourself fucking grandma really so uh, here i am in san francisco i still don't know the order I mean, I know we don't have any booze here, but I'm sure we could find some water and some weed, obviously. And if you just like want to be in my cush booth, like that would be cool, right? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it would be really nice because I do have that grandma just died pussy. So, <laughs> I'm Nikki Fuchs. Thanks so much. Baltimore, Maryland, yay! Yay, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, You had a pro tip, I'll give you guys one before you take off. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. That's what I learned from a small child. Uh, 15 year old, they're not that small children. This has been a lot of fun, you guys. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Uh, Clap again for all the comedians you saw. Uh, Mike Spiegelman, Paul Brumbaugh. Arden, David Stolowitz, James Mara, and Nikki Fuchs, and me, Pam Benjamin. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great night. comedy or music or poetry or spoken word or dance or video whatever someone wants to share just even ideas the idea that it's a love share and that people are sharing from their heart and uh, just feeling very yeah grateful that those places and spaces exist and how wonderful it would be if there are more of them I often feel that way there is a map which was like the mission arts project and they had a this is maybe a month ago I can't keep track of time anymore I really can't I have no idea when things happen I have some idea 
Um, part of it, I think, living in the Bay Area where the seasons don't really change. So it's like, what time of year is it? I don't know. It's not snowing. It ha hasn't ever snowed, really. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. 
Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California. From San Francisco, Pam Benjamin. From Saratoga, Joey Avery. And all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Top three cooking tips. One, if you're cutting an onion, remember to cry. Two, put mustard on your marshmallows after they've finished boiling in vinegar at a low temperature. Three, knives are not spoons. in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Hey there, fire chief. What you doing here with that old jalopy? Looking laid back with that jazz cigarette. Oh, I'd send you a telegram. If I didn't have to stop, drop, and roll me one of those now, would you, dear? Oh, yeah. I like your style, kid. Why don't we let the butter on the toast melt? If you know what I mean, and I know that you do. Sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, you. Who, me? Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No. I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Never. Oh, once again, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, oh, one and all. How exciting for me and you and all them listeners out in the cyberspace. We got some good comedy coming up. It's gonna be, it's gonna be real great. It's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be top notch wonderful goodness uh but before that happens uh, as you know i have to play some music uh, i'm thinking some black moth super rainbow black moth super rainbow All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it work. Oh, oh, oh! Well then, I, I never. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 